0: you can't force anybody to do anything. It's all about your own motivation. So I can talk to people all day, but I can't force anybody to do anything and I don't want to because then they're missing out on their journey. So you have to be intrinsically motivated, which is really hard to do
1: this is the self-care mission where i explore all the ways in which we can show up better for ourselves today i have reina munson a movement and wellness coach with over 10 years of experience she operates rom specialized training based in portland oregon but she can help you wherever you are today we talk about getting started on a health journey finding a solid why finding that intrinsic motivation and building practical keystone habits, and so much more. Raina is working with me to demonstrate her approach to individualized training. And I'll be sharing that process. It all starts here. So, let's talk to Raina. Raina Munson, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here. Thanks for being on the self-care mission. So, uh, we are collaborating, as it were. You're going to try and help me get my life back together. I mean, get my fitness in order. Uh, anyway, so you're a personal trainer hmm? with um a an impressive list of credentials which uh I will have already introduced by the time anyone hears this. But um yeah, so that's uh, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I am yeah. too. It's going to be great. So so before we get so we're we're actually going to break down like cuz you did an assessment with me and um, that was challenging mm-hmm. and uh, slightly embarrassing. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> for me, you did really good. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about that and yep. what you saw and 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 how what your approach is for me specifically mm-hmm. as an individual and how you think about those things. But before we get there, I'm curious to see as sort of a wellness fitness professional, how do you show up for yourself? every day and what's in your self-care toolkit. And you could go, I mean, I think fitness is probably pretty obvious, but you could talk about that and you could talk Mm -hmm. about things outside of that too.
0: Yeah. Um, I think more, I think it's a lot of, has to do with, um, your relationship with movement. Honestly, for me, um, the more people I talk to, the more that word fitness is very overwhelming Mm. and like has a very specific, ideal of what normal is or what fitness is. So I'm trying to kind of take that word away a little bit more and talk more about movement. Good. I think movement's a little bit more important than fitness because more people I talk to, they're like, well, I hate fitness. I don't want fitness. I want, I'm like, yeah, you don't need to do anything specific. It should be more movement. So for me, it's really, it is just that. It's more movement during my day and Mm. less sitting. But I'm so used to that that my body hurts when I sit. (laughs) For uh, a long period of time, yeah. So it's really more like me getting my day started. I have my online classes, which since COVID has hit has been really helpful for me to have a little community and have my routine. Yeah. So that's something I think is is has helped me for a lot, but also is just you know for me I have a yard, I have a backyard, I have a I like to do out stuff outside. So I would say showing up for myself is. Getting up, having my routine, having my community is super important. And then just, you know, breaking my day up as much as I can because I do work from home and I do work from my computer, but I also get to go out a little bit and just spending, you know, an hour of work and then you get to play for a little bit and then going back to work and getting to play for a little bit. So I think for me is breaking up my day so I don't get overwhelmed with one thing or the other is really helpful. Um, But, you know, that relationship with movement is for me, movement's a blessing, right? So you're trying to, to switch the idea of what movement is. It's not, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't be like this forced thing. You should really, you know, I switch it to like, wow, I feel so much better when I can move. I'm more capable. I can do all these things. Um, it definitely makes me feel better, both physically and mentally. So if I, the days that I don't move my body, I don't feel as good or mm. my energy is a lot lower. So that's something that really, like, it keeps me going. Yeah. And so when I do get into a slump, which we'll talk about later, uh-huh. um, I, I feel, you know, you just like keep going backwards and backwards. And then like the more I don't move, the less I want to move. And then yeah, if you it kind just of just
1: described my life,
0: right? So it's it's totally that thing. It's <laughs> yeah. a momentum thing. So you can yeah. get set back, but you can also get set forward. So the more I move, the more I want to move because uh, if I feel better. Because yeah. I kind of energize myself off of that. And then the days that I don't move, I'm just like, all right, I don't want to do anything at all. Yeah. So the movement really makes me going, keeps me going. Having that community accountability with other people. Because I am also like, even though I'm a personal trainer, I don't motivate myself very much. Oh. I know, you know, never Shocking. think that, yeah. right?
1: Well, I was going to ask you like, what, have there been times or in your life when right. you failed to show up on a consistent basis? Definitely. Oh, yeah. And, and how do you jumpstart again? Right. Like, how do you get out of it?
0: So again i think it's it's the momentum that helps is being doing something more consistently but also not overwhelming yourself with something super specific so it doesn't have to be anything it just needs to be something okay so you don't have to do a pro, like a specific program you don't have to do a boot camp you don't have to do this class or this structure i think people get really overwhelmed sometime with with that mm-hmm. so they just need to do Anything, just move, get up, walk, start with walking, yeah. then add some stretching, then add some, you know, body weight exercises. It doesn't matter what it is. I think over, t- over my lifetime, you know, I was, I was an athlete and I moved all the time, but I wasn't ever, it didn't, wasn't super consistent as Mm. you know once I got out of team sports kind of a thing right and so I always like oh it's all or nothing I have to like go hard or I'm not going to do anything at all and so when you get overwhelmed with going 100% all the time or like you have to keep track of your time or your distance or whatever it is then you just give up because it's too much and then you don't reach your goals and so you get set back and you get sad and then you go backwards so I think really it's, for me, I just started to like, I needed something to, that wasn't so structured. So what I would go to the track in college and be like, okay, well, I have to run these this much or do something. And then I was just like, "Mm, I don't really feel like it. So I would not
1: at all. Yeah.
0: And so I started having to like, okay, I'm just going to, instead, I'm going to take a break and I'm just going to go walk or Mm. I'm just going to like do something active with friends versus something specific yeah so i think that a lot of times is really like fall off in the wagon is prioritizing movement over not movement but it doesn't have to be structured
1: yeah is there anything else you you say to your clients when they've when they're failing at it when they're not showing up when they're or maybe even if they're working with you and they're not and they're, they're arriving with you and they're saying like, I didn't do any of the workouts. Yeah, and that's fine. What do you,
0: I, how do you jumpstart them? Right. Um, just forget about yesterday. Always focus on today ah. and tomorrow. Um, because people get, and especially with, yeah, we have these ideas that like, oh, I had a hamburger yesterday, so I have to make up for it. That's not the idea. Like, I don't think that's a healthy relationship with food and with movement, right? People think that. I
1: was thinking like, I had a hamburger, so now I might as well have ice cream. Or that. Then I'll make up for it. Right,
0: and then make up for it. (laughs) So it's, and then it's like, and I do this too. It's like, I have, you know, again, I don't like all this lingo, but a cheat day, right? You have a cheat day, you have pizza, and then I'm going to have beer, and then I'm going to have, so I just like give up my whole day
1: for food
0: or for laziness or a month or a month. I mean, again, and and I think that, and then when people get that, they, first your physiology changes, right? So your mood goes down, your hormones change, like there's so much that goes on with it. And so you just start, you keep like, oh, I'll push it back, I'll push it back, I'll push it back because I'm already on this roll. So I think is, is we need to stop thinking about all the bad things we did or needing to make up for it, or you just leave the past in the past that's over I'm trying to like on. I'm
1: trying to come up with some kind of like I like the idea of like uh like uh you know like if there's a fire, you're in a building and it has the like the Exit, emergency yeah. like no, no no in in case of emergency, break glass, oh,
0: sure, <laughs> I'm trying to
1: think of like okay, what's behind my glass? yeah, like in right. case of emergency, when I'm like going down these spirals of, like, bad eating, not sleeping, Mm -hmm. not moving. Like, what could I put behind my glass in case of emergency emergency. to, like, lift myself out of it? So I'm, like, thinking, like, I I, I don't know. I actually don't know what's behind my glass yet. I'm trying to think about that as a metaphor. I
0: do think is is very individual. So everybody has their own. And you need to find that. And I think that's where, like, your priorities come into play. Yeah. Of what is a priority for you and – and how can you make movement a priority to, to help you, to make you more capable to, mm-hmm. like we talked about before of, of, you know, having that relationship of like, okay, so I'm stuck. I need something like, I don't know what it is that's holding me back, but I need something. And so you just have to break out and like, hey, what's going to help me the most? What am I, what do I do for my job? What do I do for my life? What do I do for fun? and how can i make myself better at that or have more mm-hmm. fun at that and i would i always suggest people who to just take a break to step away step away from work step away from stress step away from being inside like go outside and just go walk around and like kind of don't even try not to overthink what's going on like yeah. just like be airhead just go walk like go walk and like but Whenever right now, I walk, right,
1: I'm going to go walk. I'm going to walk right to salt and straw <laughs> famous ice cream shop in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Well, I got to take, take a new route. No, I'm saying right,
0: like. That's right. That's the thing is. And then what I think a lot of times you have to back it up with is how does movement or how does that breaking out of that constant like bad habits? Yeah. How does it make you feel? Do you feel better? And those are the things that will help you kind of move on. So, yeah. you know, how do you feel after you eat not great? How do you feel when you don't move? Do you feel sluggish, tight, sick, bloated?
1: All of all right. the above. Yeah. And so
0: when you get out of that and you move on to, you know, you have your energy up, your hormones are up, you're feeling your blood sugar's regulated, you're getting blood flow, all of these things that is, is going to help you feel better. Yeah. You have to really realize that. Yes. How does that make me feel? And then you build off of that. I think that's what most people miss is kind of that connection.
1: Yeah. That connection
0: from wow, know. this doesn't make me feel good to, wow, this makes me feel good. Yeah. And then you just have to like, oh, I remember how that made me feel. Yes. So See, and I've it's, had those I've had mm-hmm. like
1: really good runs where I've taken really good yeah. care of myself and I've intellectualized it where I've said like that's I think these are the things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are making me feel better. Right. Moving, eating well, sleeping, um, foam rolling, mobility yes. work, stretching. Totally. Right. And yet. You and don't do yet, it. yet. But. It all, like, something will happen in my life or some reaction to stress or anxiety mm-hmm. where, I mean, my patterns are always to run to, like, really bad food. food for and, sure. Yeah. It's comfort. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So, like, even recently, like, I was, like, walking to acquire something not good for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was probably salt and straw, <laughs> knowing me. <laughs> Delicious.
0: I and like thinking it.
1: in my head how it wasn't going to make me feel right. better. yeah. And like, no, like sort of seeing myself from the outside. Mm-hmm. But I, I still followed through with the yeah. bad plan.
0: Which, again, at least you thought about it. I think yeah. that's a first step is, is again, pri- uh, that priority of, of, you know, okay, if I, if I do think about it, how is it going to make me feel? Start with that. Maybe the next day you find something else to, for stress relief. Yeah. And you know, I have friends and stuff. They all joke. It's like they even put stickers on their fridge. The answer is not in here.
1: Oh, I like that. Right.
0: Just those little reminders of like, honestly, I mean, I do it too. I like salty stuff. I'm a salty person. So I like chips and whatever all the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm probably going to eat the whole bag. I don't need it. So I try not to buy it. Yes, if it's in my house, I'll yeah. eat it. So it's just like those relationships with thinking about it first. You have to make the connection. Yeah. Um, and also, right? You listed off like six things: mobility, yeah. walking, running, stretching, yeah. foam rolling. Yeah. You don't have to do all of them, right? And right. so I think maybe that idea of, hey, what's gonna make me feel better? How do I feel right now? And pick one thing to do for five minutes. Yeah. Because then you'll be like, oh, I forgot how good this feels. It doesn't take up your whole day. Yeah. It's not overwhelming because I think that's what happens is we get so many things in our head that we want or need. We think our body needs to do. And then it's just like too much, too much, too much. And then you don't do anything. So it's just something little. Pick yes. something little. Yes. Right. And I think that <laughs> is is really the idea. And our whole lives are like that. Yes. It's like. We have so much to do, and we're always going, and we're super stressed, and we just need to step away and take a deep breath and yeah. like do five minutes. I
1: like five it. minutes, right? Well, for my part, I'm I'm hoping like that our work together will sort of keep me more accountable, right? Because I don't want to I don't want to show up to I don't want to report back to you that I've like haven't done, done anything. anything, and I don't want to like sure. I mean, honestly, I don't want to like reflect badly on your work.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to be
1: an example of your success. Right. You know, but like, as a
0: trainer and as a you know specialist, as even you, you know, you recommend movement for people. And I certainly stuff, do. But that you can't force anybody to do anything. It's all about oh, your own motivation. No. So yeah. I can talk to people all day. But I can't force anybody to do anything, and I don't want to because then they're missing out on their journey. So you have to be intrinsically motivated, which is really hard to do. But if you you see those little progressions of feeling better and moving better and being stronger, you're going to want to keep moving forward. And I think that's it too is beginners don't want to start because they feel like they're already going to fail. And so you have to start at that beginner level to make them – Feel successful, but mm. a little bit challenged. So it's yeah. the eighty twenty rule. Yeah, eighty like percent challenge, eighty percent successful, twenty percent challenged. Okay. So you can like, oh wow, I feel really good. I I did it. Yeah. So you want to do the next step versus like, wow, that was so hard. I can't even do it anymore. Mm. I feel like a lot of fitness classes and programs out there are kind of catered to specific people. Yeah. Not necessarily beginners. Mm. A little bit more intermediate or advanced people. Well, and people. They're,
1: they're so, they have to be generalized, right? right? Like, they're writing this program and they're trying to sell it to hundreds, exactly. if not thousands of people.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, somebody sees it, cool, it's 50 bucks, I'll buy it, and then they realize they can't do any of it because it's too hard for them. Right. Or there aren't enough progressions or whatever it is, so then they just say no, and they don't yeah. do anything.
1: So you talked about the difficulty of finding that intrinsic motivation. Do you think it's important for someone on a on a health and wellness journey to f- to really narrow in on that why, or do you just? I do. Go and I think and that's what, helpful. And what would you say about that? Like, so I just as a as some context, mm-hmm. like my whys have been all over the place. Like, I so I've been married. And divorced twice. <laughs> like my first divorce, I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get healthy again. And that's like when I went from like, I was really, uh, really heavy, and I lost a lot of weight after that one. But because I had less, this, this like need to like up level my life, right? And then after that, I was kind of like, I don't know, that faded. And then I, you know, I was like trying to get healthy again for my spouse. I was like, I'm gonna do it for her because it's mm-hmm. like it's important to her and. That didn't really settle right. in, and I was like, "I got to be an example for my kids." After I had kids, but they don't really care. <laughs> like, right? I mean, why would why would they? But yeah. like, I don't know. Like, what? Like, the, so those are all external. Like, trying mm-hmm. to validate myself exactly. in the eyes of other people. So, right. that, I mean, it's sort of obvious to me now why that never worked. Yeah. But like, even now in my own eyes, it's challenging. It is. Yeah.
0: And especially because we, you know, society especially makes it makes this idea in our heads of what is fitness and health and wellness and what's normal even though none of that is normal. Yeah. Considering like the population of people and how that one small tiny group of people that media pushes out to you that is the opposite of what normal is for real life right. Yes. Um, But yeah I think coming back to that motivation is right all the things you listed weren't for you necessarily they for they were for other people
1: well the one time it was for me was when i was the most successful
0: exactly so although i've
1: since tried to get it back to that well again you just kind of
0: have to find like we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago was what is your motivation how do you set your goals and for me i try to to bring it more to long term yeah right not just like i want to lose 20 pounds in a year like that's not a long-term goal Um, it is a goal, but you also have to set yourself up to get to that goal. But what is that going to do for you? Why is that a good thing? Better to
1: say like, I want to be able to run and keep up with my kids.
0: Done. Right. So, so I think it's more about being, what do you want to be capable of in 10 years? I want to be able to save my own life if I'm
1: dangling from a cliff.
0: Done. (laughs) Pull (laughs) ups. All right. Right. So I think, and that's important. Like if I, I had a client once who my, one of my very first personal training clients, She was, um, she has her whole journey. She's now a CrossFit coach and it's awesome. But she came to me and she'd been on yo-yo diets her whole life. I mean, not her whole life, but adult life pretty much. She was probably 300 pounds ish. And like one of her big goals was if I trip, I want to be able to catch myself and not fall to the ground. Mm. And in a year and a half that happened to her once she tripped she caught herself she didn't even fall she just stepped and lunged and had Ah, the strength to pull herself up did it and so those are those little things in your head of like you know one day i want to be able to if i fall i can pull myself up yeah you know i want to be able to go climb a mountain when i'm 60 Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know my parents have this funny story they they hiked up um yeah some mountain in the bay area and they, they had this woman who were, they kind of hiked together and they, at, by the time they got to the top, they were chatting and this woman was like 85 years old. Wow. And she hung with them and they were like in their 40s or 30s or, and she didn't say anything about it. And then they just got to chatting and they're like, whoa, that's impressive. Yeah. Like you could hang really well. So I think it comes back to what do you want to be capable of? Yeah. For the long term and why are your goals that you're setting, how are those going to help you in in your life not for other people's lives not for aesthetic value not for society's value i think we need to get away from that is it wrong to
1: have a little percentage of aesthetic value i don't
0: think it is because (laughs) when you feel when you feel good you're more confident and your life is better honestly sure so if you're not confident in your body it's going to affect you in a lot of different areas fact yeah. So, and and again, maybe you have to shift what you think is normal, like I just talked about. Uh-huh. That 1% of people have that fitness body or whatever that is in
1: Right. And the and society. a <laughs> lot of those images are very like the what you see is so hard to achieve, even for those people. Oh my
0: gosh, for sure. It's it's like that yeah. is not like a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. That's very restricted eatings. That's a lot of exercise. That's and a lot of those people have issues with their hormones, and especially women don't have their periods. It's that's, you know, not necessarily a healthy thing.
1: Yes. But that's and, pushed out as the healthy look. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And they say that that's normal. And that is completely the opposite of normal, I think. Yes, And it's, you know, we're starting to get a little better about it because it's coming out that like these are photoshopped, first of all, and these are professional bodybuilders, professional athletes that they're showing. And that's not real life. Yeah. So I think it's fine to have a little aesthetic value because it'll make you feel better. Yes. And when you feel better, your stress goes down, you're more confident, you're more successful in all areas of your life. Yeah. But is that... I always
1: know when I'm like, when I've really left the path, when I start to feel uncomfortable in my own clothes. Sure, absolutely. Clothes, right, yeah. I'm just like, ooh. I know, and then it's like, why would
0: I want to go outside and exercise? Everybody's going to look at me or right. whatever. I feel like I can't even move freely because I'm insecure yeah. or whatever it is. And I get that. It's yeah. totally... I've, I've
1: also like... I, I I don't know that this is unusual for guys. I just know that it's unusual to talk about. But I have a history of like pretty negative body image sure. issues, like yeah. growing up and whatnot. Who doesn't? Yeah.
0: Again, all well, I mean, you wouldn't
1: think that guys do, oh, like, because it's not talked about. Yeah. Like, maybe they it's talk not. about it with you, but like,
0: I mean, I just I've had had it, have experience with men telling me about that, yeah. which they would they don't tell. They're friends. They don't talk about it like right. women do. Because yeah. Because it is more of a taboo, I guess. Plus, you know, you guys are kind of pushed, not anymore, but like baggier clothing or whatever it is. And women are expected to wear tight clothes or whatever. Right. It's just so weird. You know, it's so different, I guess, in society and what we're expected to look like and wear, uh-huh. and if you can cover it up or not. But I think that's everybody. I mean, growing, like when as a teenager was anybody comfortable in their body oh, nobody and then you just kind of keep pushing and pushing and if you're not done and that's again it's like what's normal what's right we need to get out of that yeah there is no normal and there is no right way to do it to do it and and um yeah
1: we just need to get more individual and yeah Right.
0: And so that's my focus is I don't, I try not to push to the masses. I don't want to do that anymore. I've done that for the last, you know, 10 years in the fitness industry. It's like boot camp, hit, get as much done in the shortest amount of time. Burn the most amount of calories in the shortest amount of time. Mm. I don't think that's sustainable. And I also don't think it's good for you. And I don't think it sets you up necessarily for a long-term success as far as capability and having being feeling good and moving the best you can move so
1: so we're going to talk a little bit about your approach to uh, movement Mm -hmm. in a second what's your overall philosophy around nutrition how do you advise if you advise your clients on what to eat or what not to eat
0: yeah I mean I I do if they ask my folk my main focus is just eat Real whole food, um, so getting away from processed food. Mm-hmm. Learning about what's nutritional and what's not nutritional, um, and you do have to, you know, kind of look a little bit closer to to find that. So, especially during COVID right now, I've I've really focused on not ordering stuff online. Okay. So I'm trying to be more local, like be- because Amazon. by I mean, ordering
1: it online means.
0: Um, you're spending a lot more money on transportation.
1: Oh, you're thinking about sustainability, sustainability for like the earth, and what, for food? Yeah, yeah. yeah for
0: the earth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs>
1: no, but I meant like uh, by ordering, by not ordering, because when you order food online, it's going to imply that it's probably processed food because it can that be too. shipped. It's going to be yeah. yeah,
0: shipped that kind of stuff. Um, but also, you know, there's there's a lot around, especially where we live here. There's so much food that you can get. Yes. Support local business, that kind of stuff. Yes. However, and
1: so many great farms and co-ops exactly. and yeah. so
0: much stuff. So really, it's I just I try even not to talk about. I mean, unless people are very specific about what they want, but I kind of get away from calorie counting. Yeah. I um don't necessarily like I like people to be knowledgeable about what a calorie is. Mm-hmm. Calories energy. Sure. That's all there is to it.
1: I'm a uh, maybe you'll talk me out of it, but.
0: But I some s- people need numbers. Yeah,
1: I like the numbers. Sure. And it keeps me right engaged and accountable to myself. Sure. Yeah. Which
0: I think a lot of people are like that. So instead of calories, we talk about macronutrients. Sure. Which are carbohydrates, protein, and fat. Yep. So instead of just like eat, eat 2,000 calories or whatever your restricted calorie base is, mm-hmm. I can get 1,400 calories from... A bag of Doritos <laughs> or whatever, <800 laughs> Probably calories. half a bag, yeah. Right, or I can get 1,400 calories from, you know, four a mu- ounces a mountain of, of steak, carrots. Yeah. two eggs, and a salad. So, yeah. like, it's more about what you're eating versus just a calorie because same thing with energy. It's energy expenditure, mm-hmm. it's energy intake, energy output, that kind yeah. of stuff. So really about eating whole food, checking your ingredients – if you have to read your ingredients that is that long, put it back. Got it. Okay. I'm going to have
1: to clear out my pantry. <laughs>
0: you should look through it just to be knowledgeable. So the things that I really, I look at, and it's not like I never eat processed food, but I do. When I look at it, and if it, the first ingredient is corn, corn or soy or pea protein or anything like that, I put it back. Yep. Sugar, I put it back. Any preservatives perigean or however you pronounce that, um, like guar gum, all those things that they just they'll they make your food last longer. I see. So, do you really want to be putting that in your body? Also, things like um, your all your your oils, Cano- canola oil. What's canola? First right. of all, <laughs> weird. Um, those kind of oils literally sit in your body for a year. Oh gosh. A year, right? They do not move. They just sit there. They don't, they're kind of not really made for our bodies to absorb yeah. that much. So do you have to
1: do it like some kind of cleanse to get that no, moving. No, not at oh. all.
0: You just have to wait and oh. it just sits there and it's oh. pretty bad. Um, yeah. So those are the things, you know, you just kind of look into what you're eating. How is it going to affect you in the long term? And then I always just focus. Nutrition is very sensitive for a lot of people. Um, but whatever your ideal is, you know, you should use it as a preventative health care. You can use nutrition to prevent disease. Yeah. So we have the resources. Most of us have that to to eat real food, to stop spending all this money on processed stuff. Also, because people are just getting richer. Right. And... The world is (laughs) not doing so well. So we have to we have to be smart consumers as well. Yeah. And I think that's really a big deal. And um, we need to just like bring it back a little bit more local, stop outsourcing everything, focusing on trying to eat a little bit more whole. And then, you know, that way we know we're fueling ourselves with high nutrient foods. Your local seasonal vegetables, fruits, meat, eggs, that kind of stuff I think is really important. Mm. Um, and you, you know, I just got blood tests done because I don't do any supplements, but I eat a lot of protein, you know, meat pro or animal proteins and eggs and that kind of stuff. And, and I think that you can get everything you need from food mm-hmm. unless you have specific, you know, deficiencies, deficiencies whatever. What, Some people can't absorb another, things. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So as much as possible, if you can eat those kind of foods, you're getting a lot of nutrients from your food versus supplements. That is my goal as a nutrition, my nutrition approach. Yeah. Um, and then it's fun. I have, you know, a naturopathic friend who I've sent several people to get blood tests done. And then we kind of work together. They have their tests. Hey, we kind of collaborate. What, you know, what can they change about their diet? Mm. And then that's something that they can focus on. And yeah. we kind of piggyback on that a lot. For
1: myself, I try to just tune in to... What makes me feel bad? Like, yeah, that, again, back I to that. And I think it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of the, right. it's a lot of processed things, but in particular, like bready things. Sure,
0: yeah. Usually and we all get have, like some
1: kind of like bread hangover.
0: Sure, yeah, gluten man. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, there's then there's that. There's like all these fads of like, gluten is bad if you're gluten intolerant. Yeah. Um, dairy is bad. If you're dairy intolerant, yeah. you know, it's it's not fat bad. Fat is bad.
1: Carbs are bad. Exactly. Protein is bad. Like everyone's got None their... of those are bad.
0: Yeah. But the type of fat protein and carbohydrate you get can be bad. Yes. So the other thing with that that I talk about a lot with my nutrition approach is carbohydrates is sugar in your body. There's nothing wrong with it. However, it does make your blood sugar go all over the place. Mm. So the first thing you do in the morning you eat cereal or a big thing of like granola or whatever it is first thing of the day bunch of fruit not again not like it's bad however your blood sugar is going to spike mm. if you don't have fiber if you don't have protein or fat to stabilize it what happens when it spikes it's going to drop and then it's going to spike it's going to make you hungry so it's that whole insulin sensitivity type of stuff. And so when you can eat, if you start your day with protein, a little more fat, that's what I recommend is a little more fat and protein, less carbohydrates. You're going to stabilize your blood sugar throughout the day. You're not going to get as hangry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hungry, angry, right? Been there, yeah. Um, And you're going to be full. You're going to maintain your energy levels. You're not going to get that slump at the you know, midday. Does
1: this imply that maybe you're not a fan of intermittent fasting?
0: Nope, not at all. I, I intermittent. Fast. You like that? Okay.
1: Yeah. I thought maybe you like you were saying like start this day with a
0: nope. It's you're saying break if you fast. are gonna
1: start your if you are gonna break your fast, break it with Well, this. when yeah. you break your fast. I Everybody
0: see. breaks their fast. They sleep at night. Most most gotcha. people yeah. get some sort of fast. Which is also I think it is important to have a fast period. Yeah. So your body does have time to digest and kind of take what energy it needs and put it towards what all that stuff. I think that is important.
1: So wait, so talk about your, your intermittent fasting um, approach. What do you like with that?
0: I personally usually don't eat, like I, I eat a little later at night just because I have stuff going on. And so I usually don't eat dinner until like 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't eat usually until one-ish, maybe sometimes three. But I also eat pretty high protein, high fat diet. So mm-hmm. I don't get hungry.
1: Gotcha. I don't really
0: get very hungry. I sometimes even force myself. Do you milk,
1: have like coffee myself. or tea in the morning? I do. I have yeah. coffee
0: usually, a bunch of water and coffee and sometimes bone broth. So uh, I drink liquids in the morning, but I just, I'm not hungry. Yeah. And my energy is fine and a lot of people think that if you don't eat first in the morning, you don't have enough energy throughout the day. Yeah. It's totally false. <laughs> but it's not for everybody.
1: Yeah. I, I I do. That is one of the things that does make me feel better and more in control. Like it's yeah. just nice to just kind of go through the first part of your day without...
0: Yeah, and it's... Think, for mean, me,
1: for, without thinking right. about it. Right, and food. I think
0: that also has, you know, it, it really has to do with the quality of your food. If you wake up first thing in the morning and you're starving, what did you eat the night before? You know, did you not fuel yourself very much? Did you... Right. You yeah, know, I find
1: I'm, I'm the hungriest in the morning when I've eaten late at night.
0: Late at night, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I find that too. <laughs> and, but a lot of times late night foods is sweets, you know, snacks... Oh, not yeah. necessarily like, <laughs> you know, you're not going to eat like steak and eggs in the middle of the night, right? You eat not great foods. Right. And so, you know, like really high salt, really high sugar, those are those things that really affect your blood sugar and your hormones and like
1: right.
0: your thirst and all that stuff. And a lot of times our bodies fake us out and we're really thirsty and we think we're hungry. Mm. So drink your water first, then see if you're still yeah. hungry, those kind of things. Um yeah. And then I think water is very important to drink your water. Uh-huh, so of course. Stay hydrated and it's going to make a lot of difference. It could be a
1: better way to like, because we all know that one. But mm-hmm.
0: like,
1: I don't know. I haven't come up with a good solution for myself. Maybe I just need like one really big water vessel that I fill up and commit to finishing. Yeah, there's some, day.
0: let's see, some tricks I know of you can get you can actually buy them these days that have times on your water bottle. Mm. So like every, you know, four to eight ounces is like, you know, you start your morning at eight. Every hour you're supposed to drink so much water. And Mm. so by the end of the day or by half the day, it's like, okay, time to refill. Those, That's one... Mine is always just like, I drink one big glass of water before I drink coffee in the morning. Like that's a must for me Mm -hmm. because otherwise I'll just sip on coffee for like five hours Mm -hmm. and forget about water, especially when I'm working from home. So water first thing in the morning and then, you know, every meal drink a glass before you eat just Mm -hmm. because again, your body fakes you out and think, tries to tell you you're hungry, but you're really thirsty. Uh, Um, and then a lot of people that do work from home or have a desk set up. Um, I, I have them like set a little ping or in a little alarm for themselves every hour just to mm. so like, Oh, check in posture, drink your water, those kind of things. Yeah. And then a lot of times I put rubber bands on mine. Mm. And so I have two rubber bands. I want to drink two for the day. I'll take one off when I finish one bottle oh. and then it's just a reminder to drink two of these a day. I so see. if you have like my 32 ounce water bottle, I want to drink two of those a day. Plus my water in the morning and water with meals or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. you're at your
1: mouth. Sure. Well, those are, all, those are so, good tips. Little tips. I like those which tips. Which
0: I tell a lot of people. So, again, I think it's just finding something that works for you. And, you know, not every day do I drink all of my water. But it definitely makes me feel better. And yeah. I can tell. I get thirsty if I don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe water is one of these. I was going to ask you what you see as sort of keystone habits <laughs> mm-hmm. that can kind of unlock other healthy behavior
0: yeah i think water is huge yeah um starting small okay so fine like we talked about a little bit is just like yeah fine like start with one thing maybe this week i'm gonna drink all my water and not focus on anything else Mm. maybe next week i'm gonna do water and you know my 10 minute walk
1: yeah i worry about this because i'll be like like uh I'm going to focus on my water this week and not worry about anything else. Which in the back of my head says, that's a green light for... Anything. All sorts of sure. bad behavior. But
0: then you build habit. You yeah. build a water habit. And then yeah. you grow off of your water habit. So I think, again, that is something. You're, it's like, cool, I'm only doing one thing. I can do whatever else I want. Which is okay. Because you're focusing on a good habit also. yeah. And I think also, you know, with, with habits is... We need, like, stop telling yourself it's bad or mm. saying no. Like, no, you can't do this because, of course, you're going to want to do it. We're all humans. We're yeah. like, <laughs> I can't do that. Of course, I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? So, so kind of stop telling ourselves that. Like, it's bad for you or I can't do that. It's either replacing it with something or just having a different mindset of, like, okay, I'm going to have this and then I'm going to move on. The next Mm. day. Tomorrow I'm going to start over and try something better or replace it with something else or something like that. Again, it just kind of comes back to that relationship we have with what wellness and health is. Um, We need to get away from telling ourselves all this stuff is bad because it's just going to make us want it more. It's going to make us feel bad about it more. And we're going to feel guilty and then we're just going to like, Keep going down
1: yeah. and not
0: moving up yeah. or forward. So I think that's big, starting small. I think another thing that's super important is friends and community. Oh. So it's good. Finding people that have similar goals mm-hmm. and ideals. And, you know, instead of always meeting to go to the bar, you meet and go for a walk, you meet and go for a hike, you meet and go to the park, you play games, something else that will help you with your movement goals or just, like, kind of getting out of that one way of life or something like that. Like, I met a friend recently. She came over. We were doing some project in my house. We were doing, like, drywall. And while it was drying, we went and played games in my backyard. Uh. You know, we played some bocce ball. And she's like, my friends and I never do this. I'm like, what do you guys do? We sit and play video games. Uh. I'm like, okay. Like, at least you're with people. But she's like, my friends think that exercise is exercise. Like you have to do something structured. When you could just play in the backyard, you could walk around, you could meet up and go for a walk and talk. You know, I think that is a big shift of finding those people in your life or looking for those people in your life that have similar ideals and goals. And then also sharing that with your family. Because if you're you want this lifestyle and your significant other or your whoever else is like, has no idea that you're like wanting to do that. Yeah. It's not going to help. It's right. not going to, you're not going to be able to kind of build off of each other. Mm. Um, so I think sharing and being communicative about the people you are with and what you're expect. Like I'm, Hey, I'm trying this new nutrition. I'm trying to like cut down on my sugar or whatever it is. And they'll probably help you. They'll probably won't come home with extra sugar in the house. Or, hey, it'll be really helpful for me if, you know, hide the cookies from me. (laughs) Or whatever (laughs) whatever it is that will help you, you need that support from other people. I think that's huge of having somebody. So I always, my lifestyle is active. So I attract active lifestyle people. Sure. Because that's what I want to do. I don't want to sit around. I'm... That's not something that I like yeah. necessarily. So
1: your advice is to make friends. I'm going <laughs> to write this down. Make sure friends. See, we're friends <laughs> now. You have accountability.
0: Um, yes. In this, you know, this community, this self care mission, you're building community. Yeah. So hopefully, from that comes friends, friendships, activity. You know, you find people with similar ideas, and and that's how you can kind of move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so well, that, and that is part of the goal of the self-care mission right. is to is to build a community so that we can keep each other accountable exactly. to, to some state right. And yeah. you
0: know, I'm now I have a dog, which is helpful, but my <laughs> husband travels for work. so I'm home by myself half the time,, yeah. right. And so if I don't have friends or if I don't have these activities, I will totally just lay on the beanbag and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. Right? If you're alone all the time and you don't have that inter- intrinsic motivation uh-huh. or something to look forward to or something to do, it's really hard to do it yourself. Yes. Right? And so.
1: Story of my life right now. Totally.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's that's really. So when my,
1: my when hard. my boys are here, then exactly. I get more active. Right? Yeah.
0: You get more active because yeah. you have somebody to do something with. It's yeah. hard to do that stuff by yourself. So yeah. I think that's huge. For habits and building good habits and healthy, you know, whatever it is, whether that's your personal trainer, whether that's a group like a class, whether that's friends that you walk with, you know, find, find activity in your life with other people and that you can help motivate and help just like, hey, what did you do today? Oh, I got my workout in or I went for my walk. I feel really good or meeting for a walk or I think that is such a big thing and especially as humans we are not meant to be alone and so right now especially with COVID and all this stuff going on like we need to find that even if it's not in person like you yeah. need to find that community to build yeah and to grow. my best
1: friend is in is in New York and he's really good he'll like he'll ping me with his like ran a mile today and I'm yeah
0: like, it's great
1: yeah like, first of all, he's I feel, much feel really I am. good for you. Yeah. I'm proud of but you. But I that should, you did yeah, that. I should be more <laughs> engaged with him. He's he's really doing a good job. Shout out to my, my best friend, Bernard. Shout out. Totally. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, did you want to mention any other
0: Keystone? Yes, I have oh, a few more.
1: Oh, please, please. I don't want to cut <laughs> no, off the keystones. No, you're good.
0: Um, also, um, looking for something that you enjoy. Okay. So, this is something I talked to my dad about recently. He said, I do not have a love. I do not love fitness. I'm like, you don't have to love fitness to move, dad. You need to find something that you like. My mom gardens all the time. That's what she likes. That's her movement. She always, she's like, does this count as my workout for the day? I'm like, absolutely, mom. You, <laughs> you did a bunch of stuff. She loves to do that and she's moving. So it's it's finding what it is. My dad finally said he, he dances sometimes. Okay. Like, that is amazing. I'm happy. That's great. Good. Dance. Do whatever you like. It doesn't have to be structured like I talked about. So,
1: What kind of dance does your dad do? I really hope it's breakdancing. I have
0: no idea. <laughs> you don't know? You didn't ask? He just does his thing, right? He. I don't please, It doesn't matter. Please,
1: please go find <laughs> out okay, I'll find what out. kind of dancing your dad does. I think
0: he just grooves, you know, just does a little groove He downtown, does, he does like dad dancing? <laughs> hey, don't judge dad life. No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I I love good dad life. I don't know. I, mean, but I don't have I, think... I don't have my dad anymore, but I'm just gonna go ahead and picture him dancing yeah. for a second, which is hilarious. Oh yeah.
0: It's great. Yeah,
1: that's that's good. So
0: I think right, you have to find what you like. It doesn't have to be anything.
1: I think what I what I'm wanting to get into, and I keep, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you no, off. No,
0: no, don't. Climbing. I think yeah, that I right. want
1: that to that's be a thing that. for me, definitely. And my, yeah. and my boys are super excited about that too. Yeah, like they want to get into the whole like belay and like the that's ropes, what you and
0: pretty much do with. Climbing, I think it makes their mom bouldering. nervous, but like, oh, yeah, no, bouldering
1: stupid. and climbing, and like, I mean, there's a really popular climbing gym yeah, like blocks right away from where yeah, I am. Yeah, so. totally.
0: I think that's great. I so mean, that's so I haven't been excited to try
1: it. Masked, but maybe I should just get Mm -hmm. over that because the world is going to be masked indefinitely at this point.
0: Yeah, just go try it out. And there, I mean, belaying and stuff is, especially at those places, are really safe. They make you show you how to do the knot and all that stuff. And they're there and they'll watch. And um, there are even some now that are self-belaying. So you just hook up to a system and it does it for you. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of options. And I think, see, again, like try new things. Don't be scared to like branch out and see what you like. And, you know, I think that's really important with movement. Again, it's not exercise necessarily. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. exercise. It doesn't have to be a class. It doesn't have to be spinning or whatever. It's just whatever you want. If you like yoga, do yoga. If you like to dance, do dance. If you like hula hooping, go hula hoop. If you like to run, go run. You know, it doesn't have to be anything specific. Um, And I think that's what sets people back a lot. They think that it has to be one way and it does not. Movement is movement. It doesn't have to be fitness, right? Yeah. And then I think the last one is just a little more education when it comes to yourself you know, how do I move? Somebody asked me recently about, like, body type. You know, hey, can I ever get better at jujitsu because I have this body type? You know, or whatever. Like, sh- they're tall. Oh, like certain
1: activities are meant for certain body types. Like, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you
0: might be better at an activity. You might not struggle as much because of this or that. Yes. You know, I'm a like- power athlete. I love sprinting and doing fast things. I'm not an endurance athlete. My body is not built for that right now. If I wanted to be an endurance athlete, I could spend the next 10 years and become an endurance athlete, but Mm. that's not what I want or like. So I know what I'm good at and I like to do what I'm good at, of course, don't we all? Yeah. So I think it's more about that, educating yourself about, you know, how your body feels doing specific movements. You know, you keep going back to long distance running, but every time you finish your long distance running, your knee hurts. Maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you need some help. Maybe you should try something else. Mm -hmm. So I think education about, you know, there's so much out there these days. There's so many activities and trainers and different stuff. Like, do some education. Like, learn. Learn from other people. You know, see what might work for you. And then, you know, looking a little bit further into the future. Mm. Not necessarily, I want to do this for the next year. What do you want to do for the next 20 years what is Mm -hmm. your what is your 20 year goal look like what do you want to be capable of doing or Mm. whatever so I think those are kind of the keystones starting small community looking for what you like and you know what will keep you coming back and then just a little like you know educate yourself read up on stuff read up about injury prevention and physiology and hormones and like all that stuff that will help you in the long run even especially with nutrition that's a big one too yeah. is you know what are you putting in your body how is it going to make you feel and in the long run how is that going to affect you and how could it prevent injury or prevent illness or disease and that kind of stuff
1: yeah so good so many pieces to so put many, together that's i know one it's, <laughs> small piece at a time
0: one small piece at a time okay so
1: Uh, you are, we are, we're doing this collaboration where you're working with me and we're going to document some of my, my progress, which is terrifying. Uh, (laughs) and so I went to your, where you, where you train people and I did a little assessment. Yes. I I put that video on Instagram, like a rapid, Mm -hmm. like
0: fast motion, fast
1: motion example of that. And so could you talk a little bit about that assessment and how you, and what you were looking for and you can feel free to comment on my, what you saw for me specifically. Yep. I'm happy to share it and, and what you looked at from there. I should say that I'm uh, almost 42 and in my eyes, I sort of have like, I, I don't know, like talk about weight, but like I have like body composition changes that I'd like to do. And mm-hmm. so, um, but maybe, factoring in like the age thing because I think a lot of people think like oh once you hit a certain age it's really hard to get fit and yeah Yeah.
0: it changes yeah
1: for sure yeah Yeah.
0: so I think that's a big one too is it does depend on your age you know your metabolism changes all the time hormones are different testosterone Mm -hmm. versus estrogen versus progesterone all those things are change every day yeah (laughs) let alone over the years so that's something to definitely put into place and then we you know, we do have to change our approach to if you if your goal is to get fit or lose weight or change your body composition, you do have to approach that in a specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, me as a a trainer, um, usually what I do is I always my focus is always range of motion, of course, form, you know, proper movement patterns. That's really important to me, and I think that it will help people in the long run be able to sustain their you know, fitness goals or their lifestyle for a lot longer. Um, So with Nike came in, I had six exercises for assessment for three different ideas. One is mobility. So mobility is the idea that you can move your joints freely with control. So me being able to do like, you know, a hip circle or thoracic rotation or something like that is is more focused on joints um, versus just the length of your muscle, which is flexibility. So that's a different idea. So we did um, like hip mobility, shoulder mobility, ankle mobility, spinal mobility. So that has to do with your pelvis as well as usually that middle thoracic spine Mm -hmm. is huge. So those are kind of the main areas that I look at. So we did six mobility exercises and then we did stability so I had six stability exercises which is again a lot of shoulder stability is really important so um your scapula or your shoulder blades how well they protect your shoulder joint Mm. um pelvic stability so that has to do with core strength protecting your spine and also the ability to um to tilt or not tilt your pelvis um And then, you know, just balance. So that also is hip stability mostly, but like your glute strength and how well you balance and you can square your body up, those kind of things. And then we went over movement patterns. So our movement patterns are squat, hinge, pull, push, rotation slash anti-rotation. And then we have our lunge. Mm -hmm. So we went over all of those movements. Um, so I assessed, and
1: I felt it the next day. Right, and this wasn't even a workout.
0: <laughs> well, we did, you know, at least we probably did about ten reps of everything. Sure. So when you add that all up, we right, we did a lot of exercise. We did eighteen exercises. Yeah. Um, plus rowing, and then oh, we yeah. talked a lot. We did a lot of variations. So like a front lunge, a side lunge, a back lunge. You know, all these variations of things too. Um. So that's a lot of times what I do when with my first first time client is I do make them a workout but it's really more of an assessment for mm-hmm. me and then I can talk to it talk to them like talk to you about you know we talked about your shoulder stability and your ankle stability a lot mm-hmm. right we pra- we practice some ankle stretches and and so from there then I make a program so I programmed I always program in some mobility. So we focus on shoulder and spinal stability and mobility and ankle stuff. So I have that written into your program. And then some like flexibility for your inner thighs mm-hmm. that we looked at and your hamstring. So some places that I saw might, might could use a little work that's the kind of stuff that I write in. (laughs) So, so over the next (laughs) four weeks, you can look at that progression. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important for you. It's like, Hey, you started here. You kind of saw how challenging it was for some, some things. Oh yeah. And so over the next four weeks, maybe by the time you get to that end of your month or end of your six weeks or whatever it is for your first kind of call them like a block. Your first block is, mm-hmm. you know, learning the movements a little bit better, getting better at body weight, that kind of stuff. Um, then you'll be like, oh, wow, I, I'm better at this movement. I have more control, more stability, more strength, just being able to control my body. And then you start making it a little bit either you add combinations, you add weight, you add, you know, all of those things to make it harder. So you progress. And I then that's very individualized. Yes. So... All my, of this is
1: very individualized. Yes. My I programs really yeah. are
0: all for individuals. Yes. Like I try as much as I can to make it specifically for my clients. Yes. Because not so, which all.
1: is especially worth noting because I might I might even share what you've plotted out for me. Yeah. If you're okay with it. Yeah. 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 Um but just to say like this isn't for other people to try.
0: Right. I mean, I mean they could You can, you can but not, I, the way yeah. I the way I do training is specialized. Yeah. That's why my my business is specialized training. It yeah. is for the individual. Yeah. Of course, and I do this, group and you stuff, put this but... plan
1: together, and you even said I haven't get to watch the video yet. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I'm assuming that's you demonstrating some of the movements. And, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with when my especially online clients I don't get to see in person very often. Yeah. I um I write them a program. So Nick has four workouts that he gets to go through for the next four weeks. So this is for him to get used to the exercises, to learn and to repeat them so he can see his progress. Um, And then I also always do a video with it. So I break down the movements. I talk about what to focus on, what, you know, a lot of of tendency to overcompensate, those kind of things. Mm. progression. so how you can make it harder or easier if you need to throughout your next month. Mm. So with push-ups, you know, we have... Push-ups on an elevated surface, push-ups on your knees, push-ups on your toes, push-ups with your feet elevated. Like you can make it a lot harder, easier depending on how you Push-ups
1: with both of my kids on my back. Done. Oh, that's a good goal. Weighted push-ups. They're, they're heavy. Heavy. So they're <laughs> maybe ke- not both. <laughs> maybe, just, maybe just the six-year-old.
0: <laughs> so, and that's, I do break down a video. They're usually pretty short. Um, I think all years are less than five minutes. So okay. it's just a quick breakdown. I go over a few um, repetitions of progressions and Really focusing on good form because if you start doing these programs and your form is crap, you're not going to progress very fast.
1: And risk, potentially risk injury. Injury, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to avoid injury, build slowly. Yeah. And so all of my clients get totally different routines because they're all at different levels.
1: Yeah. Cool. So does that, what like how did, how did, my age factor into your, what did you, Um, did you see anything that you thought like, oh, he's got to take it slower? No. Did that play a role this time? No,
0: I think really the, the biggest thing with, I wouldn't even say age necessarily, um, is injuries. So if you had an injury or, you know, like a, that kind of chronic thing where somebody's a runner their whole life and all of a sudden their knees hurt because they've been doing the same thing for 20 years. Right. That's really more of where I get into it. But, I think all like the first phase of many things are the, similar. So it's learning mm-hmm. the movement patterns, getting better stability, being able to control your body better. And then over time, we'll probably, for you, if you know, you wanna change your body composition a little bit as we age. I think we still think that we could just run every day and lose a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. That's what most people think. Oh, I I do better when I do cardio. When you were 20. Yeah. (laughs) As we age, we definitely need to do more resistance. To
1: be clear, I wasn't doing any cardio when I was 20.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the problem,
1: yeah. Sure. So I think
0: that's something that most people think they need. And then as our metabolisms change over time, they get slower. We... Burn less calories during rest as we age. We need to build our muscle. So as we increase muscle mass, your metabolism, you burn more calories throughout the day because your body's always working to build that strength. So as people age, I encourage more resistance training. Ah, so you'll cool. be doing more weights versus you know cardio style stuff. Yeah,
1: but this this first phase is all starting just with stuff I have here. Like yes. I don't even have to go to a exactly. gym. Exactly. So yeah,
0: yeah, Nick has a rower, kettlebells, a resistance band,
1: a jump rope. Is in, that in oh, here yet? I didn't
0: write jump rope in. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. I'm terrible it's at okay.
1: jump rope right now. <laughs> I do disastrous. want to get good at though. Okay. Yeah, so that's right. we talked about. One of my. my, one of my jump rope. I think it's so cool when people do like all those crazy like moves with the jump rope mm-hmm. and like.
0: Yeah, we'll that put that fun. in our next program for yeah. sure because I like jump rope a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's just doing basically kettlebell workouts and body weight. So I think it's very important to be able to control your body before you add external weight. Mm. Um, so being able – I mean, gravity is heavy, so you got to yeah. do that. <laughs> and, of course, it depends on how heavy you are. So yeah. somebody who weighs 100 pounds doing push-ups and pull-ups is a whole different thing for somebody who weighs 200 pounds. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. And if I dial in a little bit of my yeah. diet plan, I can – Make it a little easier on myself.
0: Sure. And that's, you know, I think that happens with a lot of things is, yes, weight does come into account for a lot of things, especially joint health. Mm. So, like, just say, you know, I have 10 extra pounds. Like, I'm just a little heavier and I go run. How much more weight is that on my knee?
1: Right. Like my knee. So that yeah. that
0: definitely does make a big difference when it comes to joint health and preventing preventing injury and stuff. But then you, you know, if that's not a goal of yours or whoever, you know, you don't have to go run. There's other things to do. Yeah. Um so and, and then Nick also asked me a good question of on his off days, what should he be doing? Right. And my answer was anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it needs Not to anything. be anything.
1: Movement. 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 Yeah. Any
0: movement. Right. Yeah. I think it, it doesn't need to be structured. Like you don't need to go for a run. You don't need to do anything crazy you should see what your body feels like if your yeah. body feels great go for a long walk or a run if your body feels tired you should probably do some foam rolling or stretching or mobility take a rest day yeah get extra sleep so there's a lot that goes into fitness yeah. exercise health that kind of stuff and and sleep is one of them hydration is one of them you know um it's core things quality eating is one of them consistency is another one Ooh. You know, stretching and foam rolling and recovery is another one. So the list goes on. So there's a lot to choose from. And I think um, just doing a little bit every day will really help. Yeah. Cool. And his workouts are not an hour long either.
1: Right. Yeah, I think.
0: Because kind of... I feel like sometimes an hour is too much yeah. for people to commit to. So those should take you, you know, 45 minutes or less. Cool.
1: Well, I'll be sh- I'll be sharing these out so that people can get a sense of it. Yeah. And well, thanks so much for being here to Yay, talk about your, me. your overall f- health and movement approach yeah. and nutrition and, mm-hmm. and talking a little bit about my, my plan here yeah, and you'll come back to like Absolutely. do a, do a progress report.
0: Yes. I'll come back and see. We'll talk some oh, more. What? so
1: that's the the last piece is like, what, what about metrics? Like what is there, I mean, for myself, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of a scale just as one thing mm-hmm. to pay attention to and like. Of like a measurement tape I'm yeah. probably gonna do some of that for myself yeah. is there anything else you would
0: so <laughs> I like that question it's a good one because a lot of people do just focus on the scale yeah which can be helpful but also cannot be helpful yeah. um, especially if it's something that you're a little obsessed about um,
1: well I've I've started sorry to interrupt. I keep interrupting no, so I did this uh, there's this guy I follow Jordan syed on Instagram and he's a well-regarded trainer and i like mm-hmm. what he has to say but his thing is like get on the He he's actually an advocate for stepping on the scale every day because then you can you can see like how it's kind of meaningless in the short term sure like you can drink a glass of water and oh, weigh yeah. a pound more oh
0: it can change like five pounds he's, he did and he did a
1: whole experiment where he would like wake up and then weigh himself and then Pee, right, and then weigh himself and again change it. Yeah. and he'd be like, wow, look, I just oh, yeah. lost two and a half totally. pounds.
0: It's, it is, it's pretty skewed.
1: But if you weigh yourself every day and then watch it over time, True.
0: right? About, so, so I, the, I'm trying to get into that exactly. A bit. So the big thing with that is you have to be consistent about what time you weigh and, yes. and what you do before you weigh yourself. So having consistency with that is huge. So, right. If I weigh myself first thing in the morning. Or like I wake up, go to the bathroom, weigh myself. And then the next time I weigh myself at night, it's totally not going right. to be. Yes. You're not going to be able to compare it. So you want something comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, But also like weight can change a lot in a day, especially for women, depending on hormones, that right. kind of stuff. Um, So not always helpful, but it can be. right. So mm-hmm. if you have the same routine and you do that, that's no big deal. But, um, and also that has to do with food and what, you know, bloating and water retention. And there's so much that goes into it. If possible, I like measurements and body fat percentage testing. Mm -hmm. Body fat can, it depends on what type you do. And it can plus or minus like 5% or 7%. So Mm. not everything is very ideal. Like the one where you hold the handheld biometric thing and not great. Um, If you can get body fat testing, if you have somebody that has calipers, that's pretty decent if they know what they're doing. Hydrostatic wings, the best underwater weight. Oh, wow. It's hard though because you have to find a
1: place Center, that does that. Right, right, right.
0: Um, we had like our setup at college, you know, so we had to do that. But you have to exhale all of your air and then go underwater. Oh, interesting. so it's and you have to get it so many times to make sure it's good. So it's a hard one. Yeah, I recommended even just yesterday. Um, there's a company called Bod Pod. Okay. And they travel around and it's like a literally you lay in this pod mm-hmm. and they scan your body oh, wow. and it prints it out so you actually can see where your like adipose tissue is. And then the percentage, so like they do arm versus arm, leg versus leg. Sounds fascinating and terrifying all at the same time. It's pretty cool. And then it tells you, like, it prints it out, like your body fat percentage, and kind of like shows you where it is. So that's kind of a fun one. But measurements are great because that's really where it's more about body composition. So even if you know I can decrease my body fat percentage by five pounds, but weigh the same. Mm-hmm. because you know you hear that whole muscle weighs more than fat thing yeah i mean they both weigh the same but
1: <laughs>
0: a pound of fat and a pound of muscle weighs a pound but it it definitely changes your composition a lot yes. so you know you see somebody like i i'm not a fan of bmi because you can have a professional athlete who is 10 percent body fat who is technically obese because they weigh a lot.
1: Right, yeah. So that is an ideal. Those numbers are a little skewed, yeah.
0: Definitely a little skewed. Um, Measurements are great. You can always tell when your clothes fit differently. Yep. Um, But also with, like, uh, something to focus on is, so the exercises we did for your assessment, Mm -hmm. do those again. Oh. How, did you move better? Did you feel more stable? Mm. Could you, were you more did you have more range of motion? Did you do it more effortlessly? I think exercises a lot are a really good one. Even yeah. just like, okay, you start with a 10-second plank hold, and then over six weeks, how long can you get your plank hold up? How mm. many consecutive push-ups can you do? Um, how long can you dead hang on a bar? Oh, Um are all good.
1: What about, what about
0: the, rowing mi- times. the
1: mirror is, is terrifying, but do you try and convince people on that one? Just like the visual – like, just.
0: I think you just need to give yourself a lot more self love. <laughs> everybody, not just you, but everybody does.
1: Yeah, well, there's that.
0: You just have to accept yourself for who you are, and I think it's everybody is beautiful, and people need to stop beating themselves up so much.
1: Yeah, stop beating well, it comes up with me. the whole image thing that we talked about. Yeah, in
0: confidence, like. You know, if you can walk into a room and feel good about yourself, you're gonna show off. You know, you're gonna walk with confidence and move with confidence and be yourself. But when you're you know, you're scared and you're you don't feel good in your body, it's it's a lot harder to live life. So yeah. I think, you know, I think that's great. I have never really thought about that necessarily as standing like naked in the mirror yeah. and telling looking at yourself and forcing yourself to do it. But maybe that will help you like you know, love yourself a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Well it's it's another one of those those things that I, I sense that I'm on the bad path when I start to avoid avoid it. Yeah. Eye contact with myself sure. in the mirror. Yeah. Like I, that's when I kind of like, oh, I'm like, uh oh. Sure. Not doing so hot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. And you know, I think a lot of that where's too it, is
1: whereas if I'm working out eating while I'm sleeping, f- right. like I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is right. working. You yeah. You look, look good at this. but you yeah.
0: also feel good. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a big thing is is knowing the difference between looking a certain way because what is that yeah. versus feeling a certain way? How do you feel every day when you wake up? Are you, you know, are you, do you have more energy? Do you feel happier? I mean, exercise will do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you let it, if you yeah. let it, it will make you feel better and give you more energy and make you happier and decrease stress and the list goes on and on. And yeah. On. So I think. Again, it's like that priority of, and relationship with, with Mm -hmm. yourself and with movement and with food and all of those things. You just have to adjust it a little bit. Yeah. you Don't need to look at Shape Magazine and say, I need to be, I need to look like this and I need to be able to do this. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been in, I've been an athlete and a fitness professional for my whole life and I do not look like any of those people, but I don't want to look like any of those people. That's not, that's not individualistic. Mm. I don't know well, I think you just need to like don't sweat the small stuff just get over that <laughs> move on take it day by day um, and I think that too is like the stress of life is enough we don't need to put more stress on ourselves yeah. by treating ourselves poorly
1: yeah great well we're gonna link to to you so people can find you but you're at romspecializedtraining.com, correct? yes I am and on Instagram at
0: Training. there you go
1: that's it. Uh, I love that. So yeah. we will chat again Sounds great. and I'm going to p- put up some of my progress and Yay, show I'm myself excited. doing some of these workouts and cool. thanks so much for being on Self thanks Care Mission. Thanks
0: for having me, Nick. Yeah. I'm excited to be a part of this. It's going to be great.
1: Cool. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks.
1: Huge thank you to Raina Munson for joining me on the podcast today. You can find her at romspecializedtraining.com or on Instagram at romspecializedtraining. If you are ready to accept the self-care mission for your own self, please consider subscribing to this podcast and signing up for the newsletter. You can find everything you need at theselfcaremission.com or on Instagram at theselfcaremission. I would love to hear what you are focused on right now to take better care of yourself or any questions or ideas about future topics and episodes, you can email me at nick at mission.com. Please take care of yourself.